Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio and on the line with me now, of course, is the lovely Megan Strand. Hey Megan. Hey Joe. No summer doldrums around here. Is We're it just lovely? keeping busy. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, we're just keeping busy with Cause Talk Radio every week. That's right. I know. And we have a great show today. Awesome. On the line, we have Matt Hodges, who is Vice President of Public and Investor Relations for GameStop. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Good. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. And, you know, I wanted to say, and I was talking a little bit before the show about this, is my, my son, my 12-year-old son, is lingering outside the door to see if you have any, any pearls of wisdom for his gaming life uh, because he worships the ground that GameStop represents. Well, I have a 14- and a 10-year-old son as well, and I would just tell him, don't let your mom hold you back on your gaming time. <laughs> No limits on gaming time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, dude, enough screen that time, be, okay? That would yeah, be a really right. great like presidential platform, don't you think? That's right. No absolutely. limits on screen time. Yeah, absolutely. And even though my, my son definitely wanted to be on this call today to talk to you about gaming and GameStop and would love to do something like that, we're actually on the line today with you to talk about something much more important. You folks did a $1.2 million fundraiser for Make-A-Wish in May. And first of all, congratulations. That's an incredible fundraising Absolutely. and great totals. And I know a big you. I'm very proud of that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's very successful. And you know what I didn't know is that this re- is a 10-year t- relationship that you've had with Make-A-Wish. How did you get involved with these folks? Well, the partnership originally started because as we looked internally and thought about what our cause should be, mm-hmm. As you already pointed out, kids are all about video games, so they're an integral part of who we serve in our stores every day. So we already had that interaction with them, and so we partnered with Make-A-Wish to do what we could as a company to help kids with life-threatening illnesses. Mm -hmm. And this partnership helps us meet our primary goals of making a positive impact across the United States by giving our associates a platform to be engaged at the local level and to increase the overall awareness of a very important cause. Mm. So there was a lot of synergies that we felt that we we brought to Make-A-Wish and vice versa. Talk a little bit about what specifically the campaign entails. I know you have a point of sale program that Joe just referenced, but mm-hmm. I think there's some other activities that go on throughout the year. So can you talk just a little bit about what those touch points are? Sure. It was our second year of doing the in-store campaign in May. And, you know, along with the point of sale activation, there was a lot of social media behind it through our Facebook page, which has 6 million followers, and also through our Power Rewards program, which is our loyalty program that has 40 million members. Mm. So we're able to push emails to those people to remind them to come in and when they come in, to, to give if they wanted to. And so then you have your regular in-store elements like counter cards and things like that. 
but it was really um, the pin pads that got it going this year mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to the year before. That made right. such a huge difference. Because mm-hmm. last year, what was the total that you raised? It was about 300000 So we nearly quadrupled that compared That's to amazing. the year before. That's yeah. amazing. So the previous year, you didn't have the ask on the, on the pin pads? No, we did not. And so this year, the way the pin pads work is they put up the Make-A-Wish logo, and then it's a, they ask for one $5 donations or to round up. And so that takes the ask out of the associate's um, spill. So, you know, he's asking if you have any trades and if you yep. want to get this game or reserve that game. And so he's got a lot on his plate. And so it just helps to get it in front of the customer, even if the store associate doesn't remember to. Mm-hmm. And that's it was humongous for us. Yeah. Well, you know, that's one of the things I always say, too, about these programs. The great thing about the pin pad is it doesn't forget to ask. And that's, that's exactly you know, right. I always love that human ask. And I think that can even be a nice way to compliment a pin pad ask with a human ask. But when, you know, that person's busy and I know from being to GameStop myself, they do, you know, there's a lot of questions that they're asking you uh, in terms of being helpful with products and stuff like that is that, you know, to have that pin pad there to do the ask is something that's really important. So another big driver during the month was we, there was a wish kid named Jared and he basically wanted to be a TV star. And so we worked with Make-A-Wish to make a video for him. And he had his own GameStop commercial. Oh, that's awesome. We played that commercial in the store for the entire month. And it was seen by our customers and by our associates. And I got to tell you, that was very inspirational to our store associates. And I think that also had a big impact on the donation amount too. And it was very fun in the process. I, that's an awesome, I would love, I, I haven't seen the video. I, I, we'll have to track it down and put it on the show notes. But mm-hmm. I want to go back a little bit to what you were talking about with the pin pad. So do you, two questions. First of all, do you feel like associates weren't making an ask at all and just relied upon the pin pad? Or were they still instructed that they should also make an ask on top of everything else that we're talking about at checkout? We definitely communicated to them the reasons to give a donation to make a wish. And so they understood the importance of it. And we recommended that they ask at the end of the transaction, mm-hmm. but it was kind of just a backup in case they didn't do it. Sure. Right. But it would still be at, at the customers. So consumers had the option of either, was it donating $5 or rounding up? Yeah. One five or rounding up. Okay. One five. And see, I think, I don't know what you two think. I think Roundup is one of the best things because it's such an easy yes for people because it's always less than a dollar. I mean, is that the is that the one that people chose the most? That's now? what I was going to ask. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Um, yes, I think you now it's hard to tell if it's the one that they chose the most, but it was. We I don't think we had that the year before either, and so it was definitely a factor in the huge increase that we saw. And to your point, Joe, it was very easy just to take that 65 cents and apply it. And, yes. you know, a lot of our transactions are pretty small anyway. And so mm-hmm. if you're asking for $5 on top of it, you know, that's a big chunk of the overall transaction. But the roundup isn't. Mm-hmm. 
I was just going to ask a question and I totally spaced on what it was. I was, oh, now I, I know what it was. I, I'm just really curious about this pin pad because we've heard this phenomenon before with Kmart. When Kmart in, installed their pin pads, it went, Joe, what was it? Yeah. From like 7 million to like 20 million. It was crazy yeah. what I they mean, did with pin crazy. pads. Yeah. I'm just, with St. Jude. Yes. I'm curious about when you decided to do the pin pad, did you, beta test how the pin pads work? Because I've also heard from other people, a grocery store in particular, that tried the pin pad ask and it bombed because they gave people way too many choices. So I was curious to know, did you do any pilot testing when you decided to roll out the pin pad or was it just green light all the way? Well, we we also have a partnership with St. Jude during their Thanksgiving campaign. And during the holiday last year, we had some registers that were on the pin pad and we saw that those registers had a higher contribution rate than the non ones and so we already knew that it was probably going to have a a beneficial impact and so it was after that it was just full-on roll it out because we we knew it was going to be a win-win for everyone how much of of an investment is that on your part to to change the pin pad so that it it does it makes the ask that is a great question. I'm glad you brought that up because what happened is our IT guys here scoped it out and they had so many other projects that they were like, we're not sure we're going to be able to get to this in time to do it in 2015. And that team came in and made all the changes necessary on their own time. Hmm. So they wow. volunteered to do all the work on their, without getting paid. That's awesome. Yay, IT department. That we have around that. Yeah, it's great. Right. And it's so it didn't cost anything. It was all free. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we always talk about this, Matt, too, in the sense like it's so important to get employees engaged up front. You know, I think that's something that's so critical and a big part of a successful program. I totally agree with you. It's probably the number one way to have a successful program. And that's that's kind of, you know, what's behind it with us is that we want to have a positive impact in all these communities where we live, work, and play, and we need these platforms that our associates will get passionate behind and get engaged in and activate, and mm-hmm. that's what we're always looking for. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that's interesting about your program in that you raised so much money, did you offer any type of incentive when people donated? Because some of the best practices that Megan and I are seeing is that, like, for example, last week, uh, we talked to Men's Warehouse about a collection drive, a suit drive that they do, and they actually give people a 50% off coupon, a very generous coupon after they make a donation of suits. Have you ever tried um, some type of incentives with your program or have you had success with them? We we have we use a bounce back coupon so that uh, you get 10% off or something like that during the Thanksgiving campaign with St. Jude. And then with the Make-A-Wish one, we gave people extra Power Rewards points. Mm-hmm. So, yes, mm-hmm. we are we are pushing that on the receipts when somebody gives a donation. How so are I you think seeing... that's oh, go ahead. an important touch to it. How are you seeing those redemption rates as compared to other promotions that are similar? So on the thanks and giving campaign, I th- I think that the bounce back was very similar to other bounce backs that we do with pre-owned products. Um, the points, I, it's hard to measure because we don't really have a control on that, but I think people love their power rewards points. And so yeah. 
just to get more power reward points for rounding up or giving a dollar was a no-brainer for most of our customers. So I think that helped a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I know that, Matt, because my uh, son goes <laughs> around the house with his shiny cod from GameStop and flashing it nice. in my face saying, you want to go to GameStop? You wanna go? I got some points that I need to redeem and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, no, you want to redeem some of my money. That's what you want to do. <laughs> Point but, money for a twelve-year-old. I was going to say it's all the it's same. All, it's all the <laughs> they same. don't care where it comes from. You know what's <laughs> no. you know what's you know what's impressive about your program too, uh, Matt and Megan is that you know GameStops are busy stores, but they're not like a supermarket or a big retailer right. and stuff like that. So I mean, it's impressive that you actually raise so much money. Um, you know, I, the one I go to near my house is actually a very small store. Um, it's in a local mall and stuff like that. I mean, these aren't big stores. I mean, they're crowded and stuff, but it's not like supermarket busy. And when supermarkets raise a lot of money with point of sale programs, well, it doesn't really surprise me. It surprises me that you folks raise so much money. Right. Well, they are small. They're all about 1,500 square feet. And it was done in the month of May, which is not a heavy traffic time for us. So that's why going from 300,000 to 1.2 million we thought was very significant and obviously make a wish was very pleased with that. And, you know, it just shows that there, there was uh, some passion behind it from our store associates. And I think that, you know, we have other aspects of this program where we partner with them to do wish shopping sprees for wish kids. And we're at the point now where we're averaging basically one a day in the United States. Wow. And so these, these help, you know, keep the passion going at the field level. I mean, usually the whole district comes together to make it as special as possible for that wish kid. And it turns out to be a real bonding experience for our associates. I mean, I just a couple of weeks ago, I received an email about one of the shopping sprees in California. And, you know, they they made the kid a cake. They got mm-hmm. games and swag from our vendor partners and this guy even had some contacts with the WWE, and the kid was a big wrestling fan, so he had autograph stuff for him. I mean, just, wow. they just go above and beyond. So they, mm-hmm. they love what Make-A-Wish stands for, and so they're willing to, to do whatever they can to help. I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be another one of my questions is how are you communicating to employees that these campaigns are coming and that they're happening? Uh, you know, I would imagine – you have some turnover in a retail location. So you're kind of probably always needing to reinforce that message and reintroduce it. So outside of these kids coming into individual locations, which is amazing, I can't imagine a better way to do it. What Mm -hmm. What are you doing just systematically throughout the whole company to prep employees that this is coming and all of that good stuff. Well, you know, if I can interject a little bit, something just from going to GameStop myself, Matt, and I'm You're sure starting to you sound might, like a GameStop I know, junkie. I I'm, I'm a junkie. Oh, but, I love Matt, it. I love but, it. I th- but I think you would probably, I, I think you would hit on this, is every GameStop I've been into has a big screen TV. And they have something running on that TV all the time, and it keeps on repeating itself and stuff like that. And I think the employees there must be, after a certain amount of time, brainwashed with any campaign. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Because when I was there, I saw this, and I was there for a little while because we were redeeming a lot of stuff, Matt. But, but it was like I saw the same thing, like maybe two or three times and stuff like that. And it's like, gee, this is a great way to get the message out to so it's people brainwashing. in the store, you know what I mean, about what's going on. 
Well, that is definitely one way, and that's where that Jared video ran. So they they saw that video multiple times a day for an entire month. Right. So that that definitely helps keep it fresh. Um, the other thing that we do is each September we have a store manager conference where we bring all the store managers together for a week, and during that time, we will get up on stage and talk about the results from the previous year and talk about what's upcoming. So, for example, this September, we'll give all these great results for May, and then we'll talk about the Thanksgiving campaign for St. Jude in November and December, so they'll be ready to go. And we'll have both Make-A-Wish and St. Jude representatives there more than likely to talk about it as well so that they they don't just get it from GameStop Corporate. They actually get it from the charities themselves so that that helps uh, reinforce the importance of it. Yeah, no, that's absolutely critical. Matt, you know, one and, that, thing and we also, add, I'm sorry, we, we added one other thing this year. We call them the giving ambassadors. So we have 30 regions and we picked a passionate person from each region to be our, you know, boots on the ground and promote it within their districts and their stores. And I think that's really helped us raise awareness this year of everything that we're doing. Oh, that's a that's great a, idea. Yeah. What that's kind of things did, did those ambassadors do? So really they help um, make sure that their district managers know about upcoming Make-A-Wish walks or they schedule, we also have a partnership with Ronald McDonald House, so they'll schedule time at the Ronald McDonald House. And so they, they just keep everybody on track and they're really the cheerleaders for the corporate responsibility programs that are that are running. Mm-hmm. And they, they provide us feedback, too, to tell us, you know, what's working, what we could do differently to drive more engagement. So we really like having them out there helping us. You know, Matt, one of the things I was curious about with your program, too, is can you tell us a little bit about the um, the GameStop customer? Like, who are they? You know, what's their demographic? Is it mostly men? Is it mostly families? It's um it's a 50-50 split really. So you have what you would typically consider a gaming consumer which is your 16 to 35 year old male and that's a predominant customer throughout the year. But then at holiday, you know, that mix changes significantly because then it becomes shot the holiday gift givers and then we also have moms or dads that are shopping on behalf of the of the whole household mm-hmm. so you know for the kids that don't have credit cards um so it's it's a big it's a big mix and it mm-hmm. you know gaming has gotten so broad that it, it really when the Wii came out 10 years ago that really changed the dynamics of, of for us because they were hard to get and so Moms that might have thought that GameStops were scary to go into because they were just for gamers. <laughs> they were cha- they were chasing the Wii's, and so finally we broke down those barriers with them, and they've they stuck with us since then. Good for you, yeah. Well, well that's what it's that's what it's all about. I mean, it's too it's reflected too in the type of campaigns that you've chosen with Thanks and Giving and Make a Wish and stuff like that. You know what I think is funny when you go into a GameStop is that you see that sixteen to thirty five year old uh, male in there with a girlfriend, and you can see by the look in her eye she didn't think of their date as being a trip to GameStop. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, do, you know, I, I, I think it's testament I, to the fact, like you ran this campaign in May. There weren't moms in there shopping probably. Like these yeah. are, like the gaming community has definitely shown its willingness to support causes when you think of things like Extra Life through Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Yep. I mean, gamers are... Gamers are sensitive souls, man. Like they are, they are willing to step up and help kids. It's really, it's really encouraging. I think to see sort of, it's not non-traditional anymore, but But it used to be considered non-traditional. As my son says, when he plays his games, dad, I see death every day. I know what it looks like. Wow. (laughs) That's deep. (laughs) Well, you're absolutely right about it. Broadney and St. Jude started doing their play live campaign for Twitch, which were the primary sponsor of that. And it, it grew exponentially as well this year. I think they ended up raising close to a million dollars just in in a month's period. So you're right. Gamers, they are, they are a passionate group of people. And if you, if you hit them with the right causes, they're willing to get back to it. Mm. Just great. I was hoping you could talk a little bit about something we were chatting about before we actually hit the record button. And that was exactly what Joe was starting to allude to was your customer. And you mentioned that, you know, when you think about gaming, it seems like it's all online, but you were talking about how important that store location is. Can you speak to that a little bit and how this campaign plays into that presence, that physical presence? Sure. For us, we we know, well, we have 42 million loyalty members around the world, and that, that has grown from zero basically in five years. And so we, wow. we've talked about the passion that gamers have, and you can see it in those numbers. They love their gaming. They love to come in and talk about what they're playing and what the next big game is and to get advice and just to have that community. And, you know, you can't replicate that anywhere else like you like you get at a GameStop store. So you're going to get expert advice. And there's so many games available. You know, we talk about the moms. The moms don't know if Call of Duty is okay for their kid or, you know, what DLC pack they're supposed to get. And so they come looking for that and you can you can't get that anywhere else. And so we we feel like to the extent that we can provide that extra level of knowledge and that extra level of service that they will keep coming back to the stores and and that's on us to deliver that. But you know, one of the things that helps us do that is also to give back. And so we want to be we want to be known as you know, a responsible company within the communities. I mean, we have 4,200 stores in the United States. We're in a lot of communities. And so we, we want to do our part to have a positive impact in those communities. Well, and that makes perfect sense. And just to kind of tie a bow on that, it's not, it doesn't hurt your business to have people coming in, making a donation. You know, maybe it's, they were thinking about coming in, they get an email from you, oh, this campaign's happening, you know, that whole brand halo piece. And then, you know, that foot traffic, I think, is really important for retailers, um, especially somebody like GameStop. So really, really fascinating. Matt, thank you so, so much for your time today. This is a really interesting campaign. I'm really interested to see where this is going to go in the future. If people want to find out more about you or GameStop, how might they do that online? Well, they can visit GameStop.com or they can email me directly at matthodges at GameStop.com. That's probably the easiest way for us to get in touch. Excellent. We will put that in the show notes as well. Joe, where can people find you online if they'd like to do that? 
Well, they can certainly find me at selfishgiving.com on, uh, and I'll have Cost Talk Radio obviously on a weekly basis, Wednesdays. And they can talk to me minute to minute on Twitter at Joe Waters. And of course, check out my 3,500 plus cause marketing pins on Pinterest at pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? You can also find me on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And you can find show notes uh, on our side at causeupdate.com. As Joe mentioned, it will also be on selfishgiving.com. And you can find us on iTunes. That's the best place to find Cause Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. If you subscribe to the podcast there, then you won't miss any great conversations like this one with Matt today. So please subscribe. While you're there, leave a review of the show. We want to hear from you. We know you're out there listening because you tell us a lot. But we love your review. But again, thank you so, so much for joining us today for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we will talk to you next time.